Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Sex. This is Polly, and you're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy so that we can do the work that matters and create the lives we want to live. But no matter what it is we're after, no matter what our goals are, the f- kind of families we want to create, the kind of relationships we want to have, the work we want to do, we've got to get started, right? Things don't happen to us. We create the things that happen with mindset, with action, with attitude, right? All those things come into play. But often, the hardest thing is to get started at all. It's a matter of physics. Inertia, right? Inertia. The definition of inertia is the power required to overcome friction, and the inertia of the moving parts. So a physics lesson here, and believe me, I know nothing about physics. This is as deep as we're going to go. Inertia means something will remain in the existing state of rest or motion in a straight line or whatever direction it's going unless it's changed by another force. So imagine a car will just keep rolling straight down the road unless another car comes in and hits it from the side and knocks it off the line. Unless something from outside pushes us off track, we are likely to continue the same way as we always done. Now think about it in your life. We've seen this time and time again. We will continue living our lives in many cases the same way until we lose our job. And then it changes other things and puts us on a new line, knocks us off one track and onto another. Or we will be having the same diet and lack of fitness and all these other health related things until we get sick. And then that shock knocks us into a new line where we're eating healthier and exercising frequently. We experience this all throughout our lives. And in my work life and my personal life, I think inertia is my biggest obstacle because it becomes so easy to continue on what is being successful, what is working, right? We like to stay in that and also to do what we know. 
I fall into this all the time. I will sit here working on a piece that isn't going well. And I'll keep doing the same old thing that I've done for all the other years that I've learned, right? And sometimes that means I'm hitting my head against the wall, sitting at the computer too long, trying to make something happen. When what I really need to do is go for a walk or fold the laundry, or start on another project and come back to this one later. I need to break the inertia. I need to bump myself out of the straight line, out of the status quo, and do it a different way so I bring a different kind of energy into the project. You know, the same is true at various times all day long. If I'm watching TV at night, even if I'm super tired, it's hard for me to get myself up to go to bed because I've settled in. Once we get going on a track in a direction, then we get momentum and it's likely we will continue even when it's not working as good as it could. We're likely to stay on that track until something interrupts us and changes our circumstance because it takes a lot of power to initiate new movement or change, right? It takes a lot of force. But once we get going on that new track, it doesn't take as much energy to sustain this. And I was thinking about all this yesterday when I was on the exercise bike. First of all, it took me way too long to get up from my desk, put on my sweats and hop on the bike. It took me way too long. I thought about that for an hour. I had it written in my calendar. I knew I was going to do it, but it just took too long to get up and change clothes. Then once I got on my bike, it it sucked. <laughs> I mean, the first three to five minutes is a killer for me, right? It, it, it sucked. I had no momentum. My muscles were tired. I didn't feel like doing. But then I changed the track. I had bumped myself out of the straight line and I got rolling and I got a rhythm with the pedals and I found my groove and the music was blasting and I had momentum to get through the workout until I bumped the resistance up, right? And that is the external force coming in and taking me to a new level. So exercise is often a matter of overcoming inertia, of getting going in a direction, creating that momentum and then bumping ourselves up a level. And it's the same with any work or creative project. We can only break inertia by getting started in our day. So the big question is how do we get going? How do we get off the couch to get on the exercise bike? How do we leave one project to get started on another? How do we get to work Monday morning and get stuff done instead of sipping coffee and reading emails all morning? How do we end the workday and move into our household chores, like cooking dinner and hanging with family, or move on to the next project after a doctor appointment or other interruption? I'm really interested in how we break through this one transition into the other, because I'll tell you what happens a lot of my day. I will be sailing along in the morning, then I'll have a business meeting, or I'll have a doctor's appointment, or something else breaks it up right in the middle of the day. And then I'm on another track, and it's very hard for me to come back and focus on the work I need to do. Our ability to jump into a new space or project and be productive immediately or faster is really essential to our productivity at work and at home. It's really essential to being more engaged in creating work that matters. 
and making the most out of the days we have. So when we go home at the end of the day, we're able to transition into our next role of the day, right? Think about it. I'm going to say that again, our ability to jump into a new space or project and be productive immediately, or at least faster, is important to how well we manage and live in our day. And all of that depends on our speed of engagement according to Ryan Vogel, who studied the engagement process for Temple University. And how we engage in our tasks and manage our days influences a lot about how we feel about ourselves. Have you ever had a day where you felt like you were at the desk working all day long and at the end of the day felt like you hadn't accomplished anything, had nothing to show for it? I definitely have days like that. And it's often because of my speed and engagement. I don't get going through one thing or another. Okay. So what we're talking about today is this question of inertia. How do we get going and how do we shift throughout the day from one thing to another so that we can become more enthusiastic and excited about our work? Feeling good about what we're doing is definitely a mood booster and it helps us get more done. Then we can celebrate those small wins at the end of the day. The way Vogel defines speed of engagement is It's how quickly we become energized and focused after the beginning of a new job. The faster, the better. The happier we are, the more we get done, the greater focus we achieve. And what researchers have found is this really ties into how we transition through the different parts of our day. They call this boundary theory. Now we're getting fancy. Boundary theory is really how fast we are able to shift from one role to another good way to think about boundary theory and all of this stuff is that transition between home and work. How does your morning go? When you finish your coffee and your breakfast and you walk into your home office or you drive to the workplace, wherever it is you get your work done, how fast can you shift your focus from the task of being a mom or a dad or a partner or someone who just lives on their own and and manages their own household into an employee or a supervisor? How fast can you make that transition? The faster, the better. The more effective we are at managing and navigating the boundaries between the different roles of our lives, the better we feel and the more we get done. So, The boundary theory is the way we cross those different roles in our life and then engage with what's next. The speed of engagement matters. And I will tell you in the morning, I'm not too good at this. I have a whole morning ritual. I will sit out in my chair. I'll do some reading, some meditation. I write my morning pages and then it's time to go to work or I want to keep reading, or I go to work and I check my emails, or I don't really pick up the next new task very easily. And as I said before, if I take a break during the day or have a different kind of work like a meeting or an interview, I'm restless after that. It's hard for me to refocus on the project I was working on. And the same thing happens at the end of the day for me when work is done. And I walk literally 20 steps from my home office to the kitchen and I need to start cooking dinner and I don't like it. It's hard for me to make that shift in my mind and and have focus toward family at that point. But when I create these new systems to move uh, more fluidly between my roles and engage right away in a job at hand, I feel better. 
So one thing I've been doing now is I will in my morning routine and I will walk in the office and I will write for 10 minutes just straight off the bat. I'll set my timer and I'll get going. And that makes me feel like I'm really jumping right into the deep end of work. And it makes me feel good. Like, oh, if I get nothing else done this day, at least I've done these 10 minutes, these pages, right? So knowing how you navigate the roles of your life and between them, and then being deliberate in jumping in, breaking that inertia with forward action, jumping into the job or the task at hand, is going to help us uh, connect with our day in a new way that makes it less stressful and more effective for us. So how can we get better and up our speed of engagement? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about when we come back. And we're back. I'm Polly and you're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live and work well, do good and feel happy. All good stuff here. Today we're talking about breaking the inertia, breaking the status quo to re-engage with our lives in a faster, more focused way so that we can be more efficient and effective and productive and a whole lot less stressed in our day. So one thing I'm looking at is to have a task that I engage with immediately when I walk in that's work-related. Not reading emails, not checking my phone, not reading the news, but 10 minutes of writing. That's something that's integral to my job. And once I get started in that, I get ducked in and I just keep going. Plus, I feel good that I've already accomplished so much at the start of the day. Another thing I've been studying and practicing is making space for myself to transition between these roles of my life. I've always felt a little um, resentful, maybe, (laughs) that my husband gets to go to an office. And at the end of the day, he gets in the car and he turns on the music and he has about a 20 to 30 minute drive home and he gets to debrief from one job to the other. So when he walks in the house, He's on family time and he's ready to go. He's had that alone time. Now, it's very hard for me to shift at the end of the day from a, a, a big work day and walk into the kitchen and have to start cooking dinner or dealing with homework or whatever it is that's going on in the family. So now I've started to create uh, my own commute, for example, my own window. I will leave work, pick a spot in the house, and I will uh, either listen to music or play a word game or read a fiction book that has nothing to do with my job, or do something different for 20 minutes just to allow my brain to disengage. Often I listen to a podcast during that time. And what this does is it helps me create a clear boundary between my two lives. And so when I go into the family dynamic, I'm all in. I'm, I'm ready to hear about the day and, and pick up the dinner and, and do the other things that are part of my role. And an important part. I like that stuff too. I just found I needed space between. And when I get a little space between those transitions, I tend to be more productive moving into the other. Okay. I do create a workspace as well. I've had to create physical and psychological space um, to be able to work at home. My house is very tidy. I wouldn't say it's clean all the time, but things are in their places because when I didn't have that stuff put away, then I felt uh, crushed. I would walk out to get a cup of coffee and, and the mess, the clutter would invade my psychological space when I needed to do the writing with. 
right? And I'd be distracted and I start tidying things up and that would make it harder for me to transition to my role. So have some boundaries about how you are at your desk, how you are at your home, how you are on your commute so that you prime your body. When things are in order, I come into the office, this is my workspace, and it's in this separate corner that I do my work. I don't do anything else in this space. This is the place I work. And so my body is primed when I walk in here. The other thing I'm doing to increase my speed of engagement, remember that's the term sociologists and researchers are using for how fast we get to work after a change, after we've our inertia has been broken and we're headed a new direction. And that is, I do everything I can in blocks of time. So all my meetings are now scheduled or all my tapings or interviews are now scheduled at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day, because I have learned for myself that when they are at various times during the day or broken up in the middle of the day, it's very hard for me to get a fast speed of engagement going. It's very hard for me to jump into the next task. So I now schedule my day in blocks, morning or afternoon. I also do all types of work on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Wednesdays are writing day. Mondays are uh, usually administrative days, um, things like invoices and Tuesdays are podcast days. I write corporate projects on Mondays and Tuesdays and contracted works and I do development, you know, Wednesdays and Thursdays. I decided to try blocking my work this way because I was switching between so many different things in the day that I'd lose a lot of time between them trying to navigate that speed of engagement factor. I would have to shift my thoughts and my focus differently and I was too slow. I wasn't getting enough done or not feeling good about my focus on the things I was doing. So we need to learn and understand and be okay with the fact that our roles are going to blend and change and limit what we can do in some days. Some days I do have to take a doctor's appointment on Tuesday right in the middle of the day. Or some days I do need to go pick up my daughter or uh, do research for something that's a one-time thing. And that's okay. I know that because on the other days I've revamped my schedule to make sure I have the focus I need to get the job done. So by having a clear boundary there, I find that my speed of engagement on the other days is a lot better. The last thing I do, well, I do many little tricks that I'm sharing today, but the last thing I do is I schedule my time. I work in 20 minute blocks. I'll tape or I'll write the podcast or I will uh, write the chapter or whatever it is. And I'll set my timer for 20 minutes. Now, if it goes off and I want to keep going, I keep going. And almost always that's what's happened because as I get into it, it's easier to keep going, right? That's that inertia question. So all we're looking for today is the speed of engagement that it takes for us to get into a task, to get started. I trust that once we get going, it's a whole lot easier to sustain that momentum, to sustain that forward progress than it is to stop and redirect. So you'll know little habits and tricks that you use that help you be more successful in your day, whether you're peeling potatoes or vacuuming the floor or driving the kids around or developing a new project. Life is filled with distractions and those distractions, the shift between the roles and the demands of our daily routine can keep us from getting started. 
So simply start today by thinking about how you shift between the different responsibilities at work or home. When you move from a meeting to work, when you work with a team to solo work, how is it going for you? Are you able to hit the ground running? Do you feel excited when you head on to the job? Are you tired and overwhelmed when shifting gears? If it feels hard to get into the day, take a look at the habits that you can put into place. Create some physical and psychological distance so that you have a faster speed of engagement when you move into your next role. I think this is interesting to think about. I waste a lot of time between things and then I feel frustrated. But with awareness about this, I'm finding that it's much easier to move from one thing to the next. I feel a lot less pressure and I feel a lot more enthusiasm about the things I am doing. How is this working for you? Assess your day. How do you move from the test? Let me know. You can find me at polycampbell.com or on Substack at Polly Campbell Simply Said. Check it out, subscribe there, and you'll get personal essays about how I'm navigating these ups and downs of my life. You can also find me on Twitter and Facebook, wherever social media is, right? Check in with me. Let me know how you shift from one task to the next. What's working for you? And how do you keep a fast speed of engagement so that you can accomplish all that you want to during the day? I think it's important to become aware about how we work, not judgmental of it, but aware so we can tweak our process and our practice in a way that is good for our business and our lives. And when we do that, we will all live well, do good and be happy. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. Electricast.